You are listening to the WBAI Evening News presented by The Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper, now in its 20th year of publishing. I'm John Tarleton, the Indies Editor-in-Chief. We are now joined by Ben Kabak, publisher of the Second Avenue Saga's transit blog. Uh, uh, we're going to uh, t- uh, take a few minutes here to talk about what's uh, what's up at the MTA, uh, an agency that Ben follows very closely. Uh, the MTA's uh, highly acclaimed leader, um, Andy Byford uh, resigned last week after months of tension with Governor Andrew Cuomo. And uh, Ben, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. And we look forward to you being able to help uh, tease out what's going on over at uh, MTA right now. Thanks for having me, John. You bet. So I guess, first of all, can you talk about the resignation, uh, why it happened? Uh, Did Byford jump or was he pushed uh, by the governor? And yeah, you can talk about that first, and then we can talk about what Byford was able to accomplish while he was there. Sure. So Andy Byford was the president of New York City Transit Authority, which is you know the, the subgroup underneath the MTA umbrella that's responsible for the buses and the subways. He was brought in nearly two years ago to the day uh, from Toronto, a highly um, praised expert and somebody who was brought in to pretty much fix the subways and the buses. He had a mandate to improve the system, but he seemed to run afoul of the governor fairly quickly. Um, the two men were, are, are both very proud of the work they do. Byford gained a lot of attention for sort of being a public face of an agency that didn't really have a public face for a long time and going out there and listening to people. And it seemed over the years that he and the governor butted heads more than, than we would have liked. Ultimately, over the last couple of months, the relationship turned fairly sour Byford had threatened to resign over the fall, and the MTA is engaged in a politically motivated transformation right now. And a couple of things were, were pretty much viewed as the last straw over the last couple of weeks. And, and Byford, you could argue, was pushed out and, and submitted his res- resignation this, this past week. Now, you, you mentioned that uh, Byford uh, provided a public face um that we hadn't seen in a while uh, for the subway system. But uh, can you also talk about uh, what else he was able to accomplish, uh, in particular uh, getting the trains moving around a little uh, better than they were before? Sure. So he came in at a time when subway service was really bad. On-time performance was bad. Delays were up. There were problems abounding. And and journalists had really started to focus on what was driving those problems. Um, Aaron Gordon, who was at the Village Voice, had done a deep dive into what people had noticed for a long time, that trains were just running slower. So one of Byford's key initiatives was this um, project called Save Safe Seconds, where he sat down with all of the interested parties, the union train drivers, the engineers in charge of these things, and they looked at the signals to see why they were only allowing trains to go so fast. They did safety assessments. They've recalibrated a bunch of them. They fixed some faulty signals, and the trains are moving much faster been a real success story and a, and a very noticeable difference. But he was really the first leader in a few decades to say, we have to solve this problem and, and really understand why it's happening. Those are the examples of, of the thinking that Byford brought to the job. Yeah, it's really amazing that I, I, that nobody else before him had, had thought of these things. But I, I guess that maybe suggests some of the parochial culture that existed inside um, yeah, when when you have an organization, the decision to change the way the signals work was made out of an accident that happened in 1995 on the Williamsburg Bridge where two trains collided with each other. Though it was a venture, the MTA grew very concerned about speeds, and they've instituted these timers that if trains are going faster, 
around bends or down hills, and, and they can trip the signals, which automatically stops the trains before anything happens. Mm. Um, the problem is this was a very conservative reaction, and it went too far. So the trains were going too slow. You were losing system capacity. You were making trips take longer. And there had never really been an effort in the system and in the MTA and the organization to say, do we need to be doing this? Is this too much of an re- overreaction? Is there a better and speed? And that's what Biford did. They also helped rationalize some of the penalties. There were very steep penalties on train operators who will help too, so that drivers aren't afraid of going too fast and they can drive a bit faster and get the trains moving. Mm. Um, yeah, so I uh, entirely uh, in the lap of uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, he's decided to, to take the helm. Uh, how do you see things? MTA really sort of fell apart in, in the first part of uh, Cuomo's governorship. But, you know, that's, that's, that's the tough question right now. You know, there's, there's currently a transformation initiative underway where they're reorganizing some of the departments under a centralized structure. Um, they removed some of the agency president's purviews for a while. And at this point, I think Cuomo is, is as much as anybody ever paid some of his own successes on the future of the MTA and the ability to keep delivering even as some of these folks are are sort of are move on or, or leave or are forced out. However, they're engaging in a massive capital plan, spending $50 billion, a lot of which involves fixing the signals and, and modernizing the signals and the experts. So right now, this is very much Andrew Cuomo's baby, and, and it will sink or swim with how much he trusts the people he puts in place and how good they are. I guess we'll uh, all have to hold our breath in a, a cross case. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add about uh, uh, the MTA right now? Uh, you, you mentioned that this really jumps out at you that uh, people should be aware of. You know, I, I think the, the last couple of days have been sort of psychologically tough for New Yorkers who really liked Andy Byford and, and saw what he could bring to the table. But I think a lot of processes in place that, that smart and competent people who are still there can continue with. So I don't think we're going to see the system really backsliding anytime soon, and, and hopefully the agency will continue to do the good work that Byford had started. All right. Of, uh, Second Avenue uh, Saga's uh, transit blog, thank you for joining us tonight on the WBAI Evening News. Uh, thanks for having me. Okay, and that's it uh, for tonight at the same time next week, next Monday. Good night. Wheels of steel again rolling through. <laughs> 